0: Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. Welcome to the debrief where we take a deeper dive in the result that we've just seen. So, Forest 2, Aston Villa 0. Day after, how are we feeling? Are we a little bit more feeling better about it or not? Uh, We've got a big week ahead. We've got Alkmaar on Thursday, um, Fulham on Sunday. So, we've got a big week at home. And... Really, I don't really want to go over old ground in this episode. I don't really want to go into us missing copious amounts of chances and getting into good areas and not being able to find the final ball. We we went over that yesterday. Everybody's voiced their thoughts on that, really. So I just want to look at something a little bit different in this episode. And Unai, after the game, spoke about how we dominated possession, we controlled the game. But if you don't take your chances, you won't score and you won't win games if you don't score. And also, if you make mistakes and the opposition score and you can't take your chances, then you won't win, will you? So that's basically what he said. But he said he was going to go away and analyse the goals. So I'm going to do the same. I'm come away from the game and I'm going to analyse the goals. And there's something that I've spotted, Villa fans, and it's a bit of a running theme of goals that we concede him and it's an area which I think we need to improve on and I just want to look at as well the different styles that we've got home form away form away from home sort of style and, and, our, and our style at home and try and merge the two together because I think there's a Although Unai likes to tweak the system at times and he likes to adapt and we can see when we take a player off, the system completely changes. I just really want to run through it and get your thoughts on, on how you're sort of feeling and, and the vibe away from home because the home form's fantastic. No one can really get near us at home. But away from home, it's not It's not as good as it, it's not working as good and, it, and we are... Slightly vulnerable at times, even though we we're doing things really well. So I'm going to go through the goals and then we're going to have a look at the style. So basically, the running theme that I've spotted is there's a goal that we've conceded this season a few times now. And if we go back to Palace at home when Mateta was on that byline and there the was able to score, Edward scored. We go back to Wolves away when Neto scored. Uh, you know, he ran down the wing and I think he set up Chang. Um, so the running theme there. And this goal's pretty similar to both of those. And I think it highlights a bit of a weakness. Um, and I'm spotting it away from home as well. So you can see Matty Cash is with a there. So Cash is with a And this all goes down to what I was talking about yesterday with Kamara's positioning. So you can see you've got the back three. So Kamara's position is to screen the back, the back three. We are a back four, but it's to screen this area here. So in this area, you will see in that game against Forest, he was picking up the ball. He was actively becoming a right back, which allows Luca Dean, Pau, and concert to be a back three. Villa push up with Cash. If we lose the ball, like we have done here, we've got a little bit of a problem because where conventional back four may have their right back in this area here, we don't have that because Cash has bombed on as our right back. Kamara's job is to sit in this area where I've circled. But really here, we're doing neither. We're sort of in a halfway house, aren't we? We are heavily exposed now down the right-hand side and it's allowing Forest on transition to break on us, which is a problem. Now, where I think we would be better suited if, is if, away from home especially, if concert moves across, Pau moves across and that becomes Carlos and then Pau becomes this player here. And I think by having that defensive structure and then allowing Kamara to be in his rightful position in a double pivot and then allowing a Luis to be here. And then in this area, you've got John McGinn and then you'd have Zaniolo and then you've got your box midfield. Things would look a little bit more structured for me. So that's my first point. Uh, You can see defending for this goal again. We are really stretched. Cash is trying to get back. Um, Kamara's trying to get back. Um, defensively in that area there, I, th- I think we're okay at this moment in time. And then when Cash comes back, he slips again. I think defensively, we're at- we've actually recovered quite well for me. I think we're, I think we're okay when we're in this area. But then when things start to unravel a little bit, We've got the goal scorer here. And for me now, we really need some players to sort of be prepared that this ball's going to come in this zone. And what we don't do, and which I think we probably should be, which is another probably a little criticism from this goal, nobody has came out to him. So we can see his starting position is here. His finishing position... Is on the edge of our box and there's not a Villa player that has come out to him and engaged. So for me, there's two weaknesses to this goal. First of all, dealing with the initial ball that's gone out wide. And secondly, we haven't really adjusted and came out and sort of defended well. Martinez got a little bit of criticism, which... I'm stuck between two ways, really. I think, really, you would probably want Martinez's starting position to be maybe a little bit more central. Could we say that? Again, if he was central, he can't really see through those players, can he? So, at the minute, he's getting a good look on the striker of the ball. But the big gap here isn't there for him to aim into, and it finds that bottom corner there. So... Maybe. Am I being harsh? I don't really know. But, you know, that that was the first point. Um, So I'm just going to talk about the goals and then I'll have a look at the shape. There was another area in the first half where I felt like really we should have been doing better. Zaniolo's touch is bang on here. It's a goal. And his touch was off. And then we go back to the second goal straight after half time. The ball has come down this area here. Tewo has sort of held it up and the ball has come out to Mangala and again, just like the first one, he's got a bit of space here and I I would hope somebody would have engaged after the first one that we gave away. We didn't engage. Martinez went with his left hand, which you can see he went with this one as opposed to this one and the ball bounces in the air, bounces down, hits the floor, and goes in. And you know, it's it's not a great one, is it? And then another big talking point, I think, in the second half is the Watkins header. He, it's the score, in my opinion. He's he's got to get this on target, and he, I think he could go near post. I think he could possibly go far post with it. He could probably eat it into the ground and. You know, you've got an area there, you've got a gap there. It's got a score, got a score for me. So, those are the goals. Those are the talking points for me. Those are areas where I think we can massively improve on. I really don't want to see us conceding that type of goal again, especially the first one, you know, out wide and being caught and, you know, that area of, of, of vulnerability. I think I've seen enough of that goal now, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And we've just got to be better at defending it, really. So what I really want to highlight in this episode and get you guys talking in the comment section down below, which is the main purpose of why I do these videos, is to get your interaction, is to just talk about home and away and what we have seen, and, and the differences of what we're seeing. So, what I've noticed, this is what I've noticed. So at home, this is generally how Aston Villa would like to look on a, on paper. This is how we want to look at home. So we're going to look, if you look at average positions, if you look at the shape of what we are at home, this would generally be, so this would mirror what we saw at Forest. Now at home, you can really see what what are we trying to do at home, and and I think this is the, the main points of of where I'm trying to get at to start with. So, at home, who are the main focal points in our team? And there's there's a couple of players that are integral to the way that we play at home. Number one would be Paul Torres. Paul Torres wants to play that ball into an area to Luca Dean. He wants to find gaps. And he wants to play it into Zagnolo. He wants to keep it working with Louise And then we know that everything then will come off Douglas Louise Douglas Louise is the linchpin at home to everything that we sort of go through at home. Those are his big performances. Those are his standout performances. And, and that's how technically we want to get on the ball. Now, what we do see is that We do see a little bit of a shift at times, and we will see Cash go forward. And we've now, this season, started to see Luca Dean go forward at the same time. Last season, what we were seeing, it was one or the other. It was Luca Dean goes forward, Cash comes in, and Cash would be that one that would sit in, or vice versa, if it was Cash that went forward. Every it would be Luke Dean that sits in, but at home this season we've started to see we're pushing the boundaries with the shape. So it's both of them that go forward. Both of them offer that threat. So what we do become at home is we will become three, two, and then you could possibly say it's a five or you could possibly say it's a 4-1, a 3-2, 4-1. But that would be the average positions and the general shape of Aston Villa at home. We will see McGinn coming in there and making up that double pivot. But what we do then have is we've got players like Zaniolo who are getting forward, the RB can drop off, Cash can go forward, and it's quite free-flowing. There's a lot of freedom between people going forward. We've started to see Runs from Louise that are breaking through the lines as well, and there's a lot of movement. So it's not just a case of okay, Kamara will go here, McGinn then makes up there, and it's quite structured. We might see times where McGinn floats around and he'll drift around there, same as Zaniolo. Zaniolo could go and make up that front too, etc. So there's a lot of movement to what we do, and I think it's you know absolutely fantastic. Here's my butt. The butt comes away from home. Now, when teams are coming to Villa Park now, basically they know they're in for a tough game. They know Villa are free-flowing, and we're very difficult to play against. We've shown that if you come and have a go, we'll play through you, we'll play on the counter. We can sort of be explosive. If you sit in a low block, then we have too much of the ball, a little bit like Forest, and we generally break teams down. But away from home, where we are sort of being exploited on transition, like against Wolves, like against Forest, I think there may become a time now where we've got to see a little bit of a shift in what we do. And I think basically against Forest, when I was seeing McGinn coming into this area, it really left us, for me exposed here and and I think it was a bit of a problem in that game and and I think we we lose we lose a, a few of our good traits away from home like we lose McGinn further forward in that area where he wants to be we lose Kamara's ball playing capabilities in that double pivot like I think at home It's okay for for Kamara to sit in there. It's okay because we're so expansive and we've got so much control on games. But away from home, I kind of feel like we need his main attributes in there. We need him to be winning the ball. We need him to be winning the midfield battle with with Louise, And we need him to be doing all of those Rolls-Royce, Bubakar, Kamara things that... We need him to be doing so. I really think away from home, we've got to see this little bit of a shift. Now, a couple of substitutions for Villa can change how we look. So against Nottingham Forest, we made a substitution at half-time and we took Zaniolo off and we brought Leon Bailey on. Now, Leon Bailey doesn't go into that area where Zaniolo was. What we saw happen And it's the flick of a system change and a flick of personnel change is that, remember, Zaniolo was playing here, right? So this was where Zaniolo was. Now, watch how one substitution for Unai Emery can completely change the system in a substitution. Zaniolo goes off. Bailey comes on. McGinn goes back on the left. Bailey goes out wide. Kamara goes back into the double pivot and Cash makes up that back three. So Cash's license now has been curtailed somewhat. But when I spoke last week in the predicted lineup on what I wanted to see from us away from home, and I spoke about it looking more like this, instantly for me, whether it's Cash or whether it's Bailey, that gives you a better structure away from home. And I think that, for me, is crucial. We know Henry wants structure. We know he wants control. But already with three centre-halves there, you've actively got more presence. You've actively got more dominance. You've got more pace. You've got more strength against the players that that are target men. We've got pace out here. But what we've also got is defensive capabilities where the, where the shape can shift a little bit and it can look a little bit more like that as well. So I think it's more free-flowing. I think it's more structured. I think it gives us more a, a defensive mindset, but also more control. And it's just the case of swapping one player and, and just alternating and tweaking somewhat. I'm not saying this is how we have to play every week, but I just think it gives us more defensive control you could say that you could go in that area and Leon Bailey but if I'm being brutally honest I don't think Bailey's an away from home player and I, and I still I still stick by it and and I think that's why Zagnolo gets his you know he gets a lot of he gets a lot of stick and I'm I'm still sticking by him because we've seen with Lascelle at Villarreal in an i Emery side that em- Emery likes these players that have got physical profiles that that are not built like your average player. Like you 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 don't just think a like for like substitution, and you don't expect. A player to be how Zaniolo is and how Zagnolo's built. And, yeah, I understand that he misses chances and that, you know, it it can be quite frustrating, but he gets in the right areas for me still. And I can't knock a player that keeps getting in the right areas. And I think if a player keeps doing it, he's going to get joy eventually. So I just really wanted to highlight the different variations away from home And I think my other point that I'll finally make is that if that goal that we conceded against Forest, um, if it looks a little bit more, so we've got four, we've got this one here. So if it looks a little bit more like this, you know, you're not actively asking cash to be in that area there all the time and coming back and when the possession breaks down, we're not losing McGinn. McGinn can get up and down. McGinn can play anywhere in this area. But with the defence looking more like that, you've already got more structure for me. And and, and I think, honestly, we'd look more defensively sound away from home. So... I have gone big on tactics in this episode, just like Emery is. You know, he said he was going to go away and evaluate the style. But I just want to highlight the different shapes that we've currently got and different variations. And for me, that one that I've highlighted makes us defensively stronger, I think. Um, So it's definitely something to look on because away from home, although we control the game, although we've got all of the ball We're getting caught, and I think if we keep getting caught, then it's highlighting an area where there's a slight problem. So, you know, we've really got to just look at it, I think, and and, and just see where we are. Yes, we got caught playing with that three against Wolves, but we've got to stick at it, I think. Anyway, so we'll move on then to some of the stats from the game, and we'll just finish off highlighting how we... Went about in this game. So you can see Aston Villa lost the game 2 0, and our XG was 1.41, and Forest was 0.46. We can see the match dominance Aston Villa were in the blue, Forest were in the green. So again, it shows how dominant we were in this game. We've got the shots by XG Villa were in the blue, Forest were in the green, uh, you know, heavily dominant from Aston Villa. The shot map Villa blue dominant forest five shots scored two goals uh, aston villa predominantly attacked through the center down the left and the right uh, and he, as you can see this is our passing network which again was was pretty decent to be fair you can see territorially you know we are pretty much camped in the forest half uh, you can see the shape of torres konza and kamara you've got cash out wide You know, Bailey came on and added some width. McGinn in the middle, the Watkins. So it's a really good passing network, to be fair. Uh, And as you can see, Forest Danger creation came centrally. That's where two of their goals ended up. And then their passing network, you can see, all in their own half, struggled to get out. Uh, There is a bit of width in there. But you can see the Toffolo Langer and Gibbs Watt offered them their threat when they went. When they were in their four-three-three three shape, so yeah, there you go. Bit of stats, bit of tactical analysis from myself. I, I just really wanted to, to to look at it really and, and just see the variations and 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 where we are. Do, you know, do you guys think that we have sort of got this little bit of a a tactical balancing act? To, away from home looking back on it now do you think it was just we were just really unlucky in this game do you think there's an issue with our home or away styles do you think we've just got to keep going with the same one that we do at home or do you think it's needed that we do need to just balance it out a little bit and and just work with that sort of Kamara role is it double pivot, or should he still be doing that screening? So I've highlighted it for you. Um, I've highlighted tactically what I think and what I think we can improve on um, and just get your thoughts. But like I've said continuously all season, we are still a work in progress. So we should still be having these conversations. We st- should still be thinking of ways to improve. It's it's not negatives; just highlighting areas where we've got flaws because it's areas that we we need to improve on and for us to grow as a team and get better. Sometimes you have to look at these areas and look at ways to improve. If if we just look at everything and think home form's fantastic, blah blah blah. Then, then where's the room to improve? Our manager constantly wants to improve. And I think us as a fan base should be knowledgeable. I think we shouldn't just be, oh, we were shit today. We were shit, crap, back, same old villa, blah, blah, blah. If you're looking at it like that, then it's just ridiculous. You know, it, it's absolutely pointless. But if you're looking in it in a way that I have today and, and look at it on and an understanding of how we play to start with, you know, you've got to understand how we play and, and what we're trying to do. And then you can understand how Emery's mind works a little bit as well. Like I'm not sat here thinking I'm Unai Emery. I'm, I'm sat, not sat here at all thinking, you know, I'm Emery at all. But I feel like I have a good understanding on the way that we play and, and what we're trying to do. And I think... If you have that, then you can see that sometimes a tweak in a system might be needed. Because I put out on Twitter that I wouldn't have, I went, would have gone with the team that me and Ryan went with last week, and I was getting people coming at me on Twitter saying, "What are you on about? You don't know what you're on about. You can't play that. Why would you change a system? But you can't play the same way every single week, and that's not how Emory does things." And I think. I think when you can look at a team and think, okay, you want an expressive attacking Leon Bailey, you then want Diaby, the you then want Watkins, you then want all these attacking players in the team. Sometimes it's at the counteract of something else. And if you're having all these attacking players in a lineup, then you're losing something. And I think it's that defensive structure and that defensive nouse that you can kind of miss out on a little bit as well. So that's just where I'm at. Those are my thoughts. Those are my honest thoughts on on that performance. And if you agree, you agree. If you disagree, then you disagree. But now's your opportunity to come on and have your say on on what you think, um, etc. So we have got our... Europe match preview will be out tomorrow. We will then have a predicted lineup. Um, and then it's one of those busy weeks where the match preview for Fulham will probably be an all-in-one. So you'll have a match um preview, predicted lineup, uh, you'll have some you'll have the predictions all in one. We'll have an opposition preview. Hopefully that will be out on Saturday. Press conference reaction, and then we will have all of our fan cams after the game against Fulham as well. So big week, big week for Europe as well, because if we can get that win, we are getting there to getting out of the group. Uh, So hopefully you've enjoyed the episode. I've tried to bring you something a little bit different rather than just talking about the same stuff that we could have talked about yesterday. And I've tried to bring a tactical element to it. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. up the Villa. Subscribe. If you've enjoyed it and you've learned something, then subscribe. Drop a like. Drop the comments. Up the Villa.